And these are the three things that that pretty much everybody agreed on. And these are the people that are really dictating what you are seeing on television and what you're reading in the magazines. The millennial generation is as follows. Welcome to Surrounded by Idiots Radio Podcast. Spreading self-help with attitude around the world. This is the Surrounded by Idiots Radio Podcast. Hey, this is Tony Dufresne, PhD, your host, uh, your friend and uh, confidant, uh, at least for this next 20 or 25 minutes or so. Uh, welcome. Uh, I am back. I did not. I was not on the air last week because I was in New York City, had to travel back there for a publicity thing. And this show today, I that's what I want to talk about. I would like to share with you my experience in going back there and speaking with uh, the media and also the traveling in New York and really the, the life the life lessons uh, that have come out of that. And so basically what happened was with the book launch with my book, uh, surrounded by idiots, uh, I, uh, my publicity company or one of the, one of the companies that I work with, they have a thing where they invite a number of their own clients to go back to New York and to sit down with a bunch of different media, television, radio, print from all aspects of, of, of those, those media uh, outlets, uh, all different types, uh, American based and uh, we get a chance to pitch. We get a chance to pitch certain uh, story ideas that we want to talk about or maybe even pitch ourselves as an expert. And it was an amazing uh, experience for me. And uh, and so basically, <laughs> basically in going back there, uh, the the trip to New York. And I don't know if you've been to New York or not, if you live in a major city. Uh, but uh, and I've been to New York a number of times. And interestingly enough, this trip was a little bit different this time. Uh, because it wasn't really based on seeing things and doing fun stuff and going to great restaurants. That that town is one of my favorite towns to to be in that I've ever been in because it has so many things to do and it's so dynamic and there's so much there's so much personality and it's so opposite of how I was brought up in Southern California and how I live now. I come back here, it's just so much more chill than it is back there. It's funny because when I got back there, people didn't believe I was the age that I am. And, uh, which I get that sometimes a lot of it has to do with genetics because I beat the shit out of myself, but, uh, I, I got back there and people were just astounded. And, and one guy says, yeah, that's, that's because you don't live here. <laughs> and it's, and it's so true because man, the, the, the shit that those people go through, I was down there on tw- between 28th and 33rd on seventh Avenue, which is basically five blocks. And that I was there for five whole days. I was there like in a five, five block area. And it's just it, it, in five blocks may seem like a, a far distance. It really isn't. It's pretty quick uh, walk back and forth. But in that five block area, there, there had to be like 300,000 people there constantly at all hours of the day. You've got Penn Station and you've got the rail line, which is across the street. And then you've got the subway station uh, on this side of the street. And so constantly people are just all over the fucking place. And it it's funny because the and I got to hand it to those people for doing this because it, it's almost like getting hooked up with a dementor and they're just they're just sucking the soul out of you. And maybe that's because I come from the perspective of it me being in a completely opposite place in, in regards to being out here in Scottsdale and even being in Vegas, being a fun town and stuff. But there's space and it's much more chill and the pace is way slower than it is in New York. It's it's a you know it's one of the things where it's a doggy dog 
world and uh, you're and everybody's wearing milkbone underwear in New York and it's a matter of just keeping your focus and keeping going and just keep moving keep the inertia moving so nobody steps on you and squashes you like a bug it was funny because I was we it was I was crossing one of the streets going back to the Airbnb that I stayed at and uh, there was this guy on the bike dude on the bike and he's and we're all standing there's a bunch of people because there's always a bunch of people there and we're waiting and it's a one way and there was this this there was this car coming this SUV coming and it had its blinker on but it was coming really fast and you knew it wasn't going to be making the right hand turn you knew it wasn't going to it's just it's barreling down and towards us and the bike guy knowing what was going to be the case and and pretty much I'm I'm thinking all he wants is some sort of an interaction because as many people as there are on the streets of New York, there's very little interaction, which is so counter to what you would think. So he steps right in front of this guy. Guy slams on his brakes. Fingers go up. You know, yelling goes up. Uh, dude on the bike challenges the guy to get out of the car, I don't know, six or seven times in a row. And I, and I actually got a kick out of that. And everybody else kind of did, too, because it just broke the whole tempo of the environment there from that mundane everybody in their own head and uh, not interacting and not giving a shit about anybody else into actually something that was a human interaction, albeit uh, you know, death threats back and forth. But it, I thought it was a pretty interesting dyna- dynamic to, to handle. So all that being said, as I, as I got into this, uh, this publicity thing and, uh, and started getting into it, it was four days, four Complete days of getting in front of these media people and pitching story ideas or pitching my book or pitching myself as a millennial expert or generation expert. I kind of used a couple different uh, kind of angles. And <clears throat> and this was no small potato stuff, too. I, I saw 50 to 55 different people. There were 120 media people at this place. So this was an amazing opportunity for a lot of people like me or a lot of people that are looking to expand their media reach uh, that have really good stuff. I mean, there was there were probably eighty five to ninety people like myself there, uh, all of them that I met, and I will say w- without exception, all of them that, that I met wanted to help people. They wanted to add value to other people's lives, and they had products, uh, they had books, or they had programs to where they that's what they wanted to do. So I thought the whole thing was awesome, and it was a great energy. And we actually got a chance, and I, I wrote a couple of them down here. I mean, this was this was not small time stuff. I mean, I actually I actually got a chance to sit down and pitch some ideas to the Today Show, to CBS, Good Morning America, to ABC News, to the View, to the Winnie Williams Show, uh, to Doctor Oz, and to Extra. Those are the major ones. Plus, all the major magazines, uh, Men's Health, and. Um, uh, let's see. There were a couple other ones in there that uh, the uh, print guys and um, uh, writers uh, that were freelance guys that were out there uh, looking for story ideas. So in in all of that, though, the one thing I I took away was was this, and this is what I want to share with you because I think overall, from a life perspective, this can help anybody, and I could certainly help you if you're listening to this show and you have listened to the show in the past. And you understand what I'm trying to do and how I'm trying to help you. And I'm hoping you are trying to help other people as well. This is, remember, this is kind of a cascade thing. We like to take things and then we like to pay it forward and pass it on. And so we can make, you know, make the world a, a better place, at least for, you know, 10 minutes at a time. That, I, I'm good with that. I'll, I'll go with an extra, you know, 10 extra minutes of good, good stuff. So the three things that I took away from this uh, were the three things that 
out of you know 120 media people because bef- before we all sat down with them, they had a panel. They always went up in a panel, and uh, Steve, who was the host, a fantastic host, and who was the, the head of the uh, publicity company, he would ask them basically, what do you want? What are you looking for in a story? What are you looking for in an expert? And these are the three things that he, that pretty much everybody agreed on. And these are the people that are really dictating what you are seeing on television and what you're reading in the magazines. So I, I figured I figured this would be a great thing for you because I'm certainly, as much as I knew it, you know, it's one of those things. As much as you know it, it's kind of nice to to have it supported with all of those different people who make these big decisions to get these people on these shows or to write these articles. So the three things that I found that everybody agreed on were these. The first one is you've got to be persistent. And to the point, their whole thing was sometimes uh, the, the whole pitch thing initially was we get a chance to get two and a half, two and a half minutes. That's all we get. Two and a half minutes to make an impression, to give them our one sheet. One sheet's just a sample sheet in terms of our story ideas. It has a little bio and a picture. It's just a basic kind of a small press package thing. So we give that to them. And if we have a book and I gave a lot of my books away and I, I gave them the book and then I got two and a half minutes to kind of really kind of show who I am and what my personality is and then kind of throw a couple story ideas in the midst in the mix. Now in doing that, uh, you know, and having only two and a half minutes, that's not a lot of time. So their thing is, listen, you only have a small amount of time. This is going to be about follow up and it's going to be about consistent and persistent following up and making sure that you that you you give us some value every time you do follow up. And just be patient and just be persistent. They said sometimes, because they get up to 300 emails a day. And these are the, the major short. And I think specifically it was like Dr. Oz or the Today Show or one of those people that said literally they walk in in the morning and they've got 300 pitch ideas in their email just for one person. So, I mean, have you ever tried to go through 300 emails? It's, it's, it's impossible. So they're scanning like crazy to get through that kind of stuff. So what they want is... Obviously, to to throw your stuff out there and and to get to the point too, every single one of them, bar none of them, every single one of them said bullet point your stuff, and I think that helps us as well. I think that could help us in just our everyday life because there's so much you can wrap yourself in so much bullshit. But it's a matter of if you do want to effectively communicate with people, if it's if it's your significant other, if it's your friend, if it's your boss, if it's the feral cat down the street. Uh, it's really good to kind of get to the point and, and bullet point stuff and uh, and be able to to be able to express your ideas and then leave room to kind of bounce back and forth. I think that's a good thing. So bullet points, that's all they wanted in terms of the idea thing and be persistent. So they said every two weeks, every two weeks, every two weeks, every two weeks, throw us some stuff. And then, you know, and and I don't think I said this a couple minutes ago, but one of them said, and I think it was ABC News, she said, you know, it sometimes it was like one, two years down the road that they would use an idea, like one or two years down the road with somebody being persistent and continuing to throw stuff out there. That's the first key. The second key is have a unique voice. Now, this is the Captain Obvious point, basically, but I think it goes a long way into showing really what I do on this show as well as what everybody else does in terms of personal growth and development stuff is that all I want you to do and all I'm trying to help you with and all I continue to try to do every single day, uh, even at 52, is to continue to find my unique voice. And the way you do that is, obviously, is to try to drown out all the crap 
and try to not take into consideration really what anybody else wants or what you think anybody else wants because really that's what it comes down to. What it comes down to is you getting in your own way thinking that somebody else wants something. So if you if you just get rid of all that bullshit and sit down and the number one tool for me is journaling. And I've said this a thousand times on the show and it's so easy and all you need is a pencil or a pen and some paper. That's it. That's all you need to really try to get down to, you know, kind of where you're at, where you are and what you want, because you're going to be a different person depending upon what, what the context is during the day. You're going to be a different person when you're talking to your boss. You're going to be a different person when you get up in the morning and you're, and you have a high cortisol levels, which is the kind of the negative bummer hormone that doesn't make you feel so hot. You're going to be, you're going to be a totally different person when you have a cup of coffee after that. And, uh, and as you go through the day, you are thousands of different people. Really, you're the same person, but I think you know where I'm going with this. Your, your behavior shifts, your attitude shifts, your perception shifts all out throughout the day. But under all of that is you. And that's the key. And that, and, and in that underneath foundation, that's where your unique voice lies. And it's and it's funny because even even knowing that and talking to my clients constantly about this stuff, constantly ragging on this stuff, I you always find yourself, especially in a new environment, and this being in a publicity summit, me being, you know, whatever, twenty five, three thousand miles away, I'm in I'm in the midst of the I'm dodging dementors as I walk to this to this publicity summit. I'm in New York, the weather's shitty. I mean, I'm used to I'm used to sun 360 days of the year. I just it's just a totally different gig. I'm all dressed up in monkey suits and stuff, and I fucking hate those things. But I'm all in there trying to you know be relatively presentable and and so 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 I don't immediately offend from a from a either you know like a body language or just a perception thing. And uh, and uh, I get in there and I was off message because I overthank the room. Not a word. Uh, but what I did was I thought, okay, what what do they want to see? What do they want to hear? Uh, how how can I customize my message to this person, and uh, and and then have them be able to listen to me? Well, what happened was is that I would go, I I went through my list and I saw like I said fifty to fifty five people. I'm not exactly sure, but I would go up to the Today Show lady and I would see what her bio was and I would see what she was looking for and I would try to. You know, I would I would try to be more along the lines of that, but in in, in in there's nothing wrong with that. So there's nothing wrong with understanding what the perception is of the other person, what the background is of the other person. That's fine. That's about meeting in the middle, and that's effective communication. Actually, I think I went too far at the very beginning of this thing because I didn't understand the concept of pitching my unique voice, and that was a that was a big learning experience for me. The first day we had two sessions of two two and a half hours each and i saw like what 25 people or something it was just a god-awful high number and it and it some of it went great and i actually got booked on a couple radio shows which i will mention as i go on and uh and and cross promote and because there were some great people there Uh, but all that being said it it's still i i was still having a problem kind of finding the groove if if you've ever been there in terms of kind of staying on your your message or or being authentic as possible, because uh, I just didn't know how to do it yet. And in the process of going through that and and then having an epiphany, because I would go back and make some notes in between seeing people and uh, and then getting a chance that night to kind of journal, do a quick journal and and figure out how it went. And the one realization I had was is that uh, I 
I think I, I don't think I was authentic enough and I, and I don't think I used that authenticity to drive my message, if that makes any sense, versus the message driving my behavior. Kind of flip-flop. So the next day, I came in with a, with a fresher perspective. And actually, what I tried to do is I read through their bios. I, I saw who they were. I, I kind of summed up, you know, based upon, I did the body language thing in terms of how they presented themselves and how they were dressed and all that. So I had a pretty good idea how they related, which is a really good communication tool as well. Because uh, you have a ton of information in front of you before you start to talk to people. It's a matter of how they dress and how they, what their posture is and, and uh, what their body language is. And if you can kind of, and you don't even have to have, be a body language expert to understand uh, certain aspects of, you know, just how people are. I mean, if they're, eh, you know, just so if you're watching it on video, I, I just did an amazing display of body language. So all that being said, I, uh, I got in there and I was just more, I was just more authentic on my message and more fun. I was more like I was like I like I am here, like I am on the show, kind of kind of quippy and fun and not so serious and and uh, I I think it really made a difference. Uh, I, you know, I I it's not like it completely uh, radicalized the, my whole process and and I got booked on everything that was not the case but but I felt as though I made a better connection with with each of them as the uh, as the thing went on the people that I talked to versus the people on the first session or the first day. So that was uh, one thing I, uh, when I, uh, and like I said, when I did connect, I really connected. There was this, there was this, uh, producer of daytime, uh, talk shows, morning shows, uh, freelance producer. And he, uh, he was great guy. So, uh, uh, so much personality, but, uh, I knew I'd hit it off right away just because he was fun and he was out there and he was, you know, he was just, it was, he was just a blast up there on the panel. And so I, I, uh, I got a chance to, to, you know, stand in front of him for two and a half minutes. And, and, uh, I, I asked, oh, he had a cold. So I, he had a cold. So I just said, Hey, how you feeling? Are you feeling all right? You're not going to throw cooties out or anything here. And he goes, Oh no, yeah, no problem. So immediately I'm making a personal connection and I didn't do that to manipulate whatsoever. I did it because I, I truly cared about him and I really appreciated him taking his time uh, on a Friday morning to sit there and to chat with me. I mean, this guy's got a million things going on and 300 emails in his, in his box. So, uh, so after that, I, I threw out the book. I, I said, uh, you know, da, 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 I, uh, self-help with an attitude. I think that was the pitch I made. I, I kind of, like I said, I kind of tried different stuff. I threw in the book, the surrounded by idiots book. And the, he practically came out of his chair. He goes, Oh my God, you nailed it. You totally nailed it. Now, of course he's a millennial and he's, uh, he's a very, he's kind of a, just an edgy guy and fun guy. And so he totally got the whole concept completely. Uh, the one thing I did find was there are a lot of people there. I don't know if it was because they were back east and because they have a hard crusted soul for survival or if they're, or if they're European and they don't have, they have more of a German sensibility than, uh, than an English, uh, a dry sense of humor. A lot of people didn't get the whole surrounded by idiots thing. Uh, I, I think they they kind of thought it was mean, or they had the one eyebrow lift type of a thing. Instead of looking at it as, well, who hasn't said that, right? And and kind of and then asking why that's the case and how that relates to personal growth and development. So this guy totally got it right off the bat, and uh, and he and so I gave him the book, and he said, "There's too much in here to look at right now. There's too much to process. Give me a chance, and I'm going to call you, which is unheard of." Uh, for these people to call anybody. Of course, I'm going to call them back because I'm going to be persistent and I'm going to throw some bullet points out to them and all that just in case. But still, that's the whole point. You're going to, 
you being authentic, you being as as close to who you are and 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 continually trying to because a lot of times again you'll get wrapped up in the world around you and you won't be able to do that and then you have to ground yourself again. And everybody that happens to everybody. It happens to the Dalai Lama uh because there's no way that you can continually be in that state, that state of high self-actualization or complete authenticity because it, it just doesn't work that way. And uh, so, but when you do make those connections, they're solid. And that is, again, the concept of finding your tribe. It's not about, it's not about relating to everybody. It's not about connecting to everybody. It's not about, about talking to today's show and the view and Wendy Williams and extra and stuff and, and thinking that your message is going to resonate across all of those and all of the press people and all of the radio stations. It's a matter of going in there with the understanding that, that when you do, when you go out and you talk to people. And when you're in your business or if you're in sales and you go out and you talk to sales, it's not about landing the sale at each opportunity. It's about creating that connection with people and learning how to be the best receptacle of you know what their needs are. Because really, sales isn't about you anyway. It's about what they want. It's about what they need. And the, and the more you can dial into that, the more you can be open to exploring and discovering what they need and listening and hearing what they need, then the better off you'll be. And that's why I think all this translates to pretty much anybody out there, pretty much, you know, whatever the case may be. And unless you're, uh, you know, unless you're a zookeeper and you have to deal with, you know, gorillas and, and uh, cleaning up shit and stuff, which I guess, you know, from that perspective, I suppose you could probably, you know, relate to the animals better. I don't know. You, you tell me, you, Call in or write in and tell me. So the third uh, step, so the first one's persistent and be to the point. The second one is have your unique voice. And the third one is just to, and I've talked about it before in, a, uh, in this thing, is create a relationship. And that's what I did with a guy the, the, and, and a couple and a couple other, uh, uh, other uh, one of them, uh, one of the girls, one of the press girls, uh, the, the freelance writers was, um, uh, she was from Pepperdine uh, and that's where I got my master's. And so we actually talked about that uh, most of the time. We just talked about grad school. And, uh, and that was it. And then I handed her my one sheet. So I didn't even pitch. I didn't pitch anything. And I'm going to consistently, cause oh, and, and in the heading, when I pitch the, when I send the emails every two weeks, it's going to say, you know, fellow Pepperdine wave alum or something. And there's the connection. That's the relationship. And, and whatever you happen to be doing as to, as to kind of finish all this off, whatever you happen to be doing, whoever you happen to be talking to, whatever situation you happen to be in during life, uh, it, it all comes down to, it all comes down to relationships. I don't care where you look. I don't care if you go to any self-help person, uh, any, even any scientist that knows their astronaut from the hole in the ground, Richard Feynman, the pretty much the father of quantum mechanics, uh, indicated in this, one of the most famous scientists and the smartest guys ever to be on this planet stated it's, it's, it's all about relationships. Everything is about relationships. So, the more that you can get out, can filter out all of the shit around you and be more centered in terms of who you are and the more open you will be to other people because all that stuff will be gone and it'll be just a direct line between you and, and other people and the better you will be able to connect with somebody and that's a relationship. So all that being said, persistent to the point, have a unique voice and create a relationship uh, that's it for this week. And remember, you can get that world-renowned Surrounded by Idiots book if you go to my website, javabud.com, J-A-V-A-B-U-D. 
It's like having coffee with a buddy, Java Bud. I had to explain that a lot, too, at the Publicity Summit. People didn't really get that. So, you know, something else to talk about. JavaBud.com. You can go there. You can listen to all of the 130 or so podcasts. You can uh, watch the videos. I'm making a video right here of, of this one. And uh, I, if you want to see the sausage being made here <laughs> instead of just listening. And, uh, and I've got a freebie up there. It's just a free cheat sheet in terms of seven things. Seven uh, quotes or phrases to um, instantly uh, make your life more fun and, and joyful. <clears throat> so if you need any, want any of that stuff, you can go there. If you have a question for me, again, you can always go to Tony at JavaBud.com. I love questions. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is all about interacting between us. And all I want to do is I want to provide as much material that that helps you and material that you can use. And if there's something that you can use, please let me know. I, it, although this is listened to in 130 or so different countries, and uh, and I'm, I get emails back and forth, I always answer the emails because that's the whole point of me doing this is not to just sit here and pitch you uh, some you know something or some affiliated stuff or whatever the case may be or try to manipulate you into into a, some sort of a cultish following. This is about me providing a service to you and to to help you out in terms of uh growing and uh learning and uh you know different life hacks and all that fun stuff i mean that's that's the reason you listen right i hope so for 20 25 minutes or so so hey that's it that's all i have Uh, if you have any questions again give me uh give me a call or or, uh, shoot me an email and uh i'll see you next week bye 